Well, welcome to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. I am Pastor Pierre Mayo, and man, I am excited you took time out of your busy schedule to join me as we dive deep into a new series today entitled, Is Your Faith in Action? It's four parts to the series, and I actually did this on C2 a couple years back, and I also recently preached it in Pakistan uh, as well, and so I thought it'd be a great series to just bring to you guys as well as we uh, look at uh, Noah's faith, man. He has some pretty incredible faith, and we're going to talk about that, uh, specifically one particular passage uh, that I want to dissect and take apart today as we uh, really, really uh, intrinsically pull this apart to understand uh, why faith and obedience to God is so important. So hold tight. We'll be right back. Is Your Faith in Action, part one. We're going to be looking at four parts, and today I'm going to kick off the uh, first part, which is um, subtitled Faith Moves. Genesis 6.22 says, So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Let me read that again. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. There's this beautiful thought here. When we look at this passage to process and which says that Noah was in conversation with God regularly. Now, this is important because I say all the time that God is talking to us. The question is, however, are we listening or are we too distracted by the things of this world or even the voices of it, too? This verse clearly explains in four simple words four simple words, Noah did everything exactly. Are you doing everything exactly as God commands you? Now, we in Christendom talk a lot about faith. We love to talk about having faith and the laws of faith and what faith is and why we need faith. Listen, we even talk about the hardships of faith. Well, all this month, I want to look at the obedience of faith. And this one verse packs a punch in the focus of these four words. Noah did everything exactly. Listen, if we are honest, most of us don't do everything exactly as the Lord tells us to do. Somewhere in that conversation, we add our own two cents. And the Lord is like, what am I going to do with two cents? Why don't you keep that and let me do this my way? But we say, oh, no, Lord, I hear what you are saying. But see, you don't understand. You need my two cents. Interesting thought there. You don't understand. Isn't that amazing? how we tell the creator of the universe that he does not understand when he has created everything in the universe and is all-knowing and has full knowledge of everything. In our minds, we just think we have to help the Lord. 
In Job chapter 38, God starts his questioning of Job's complaints. And I want you to just listen to some of the verses as I read them to get an understanding of what we really don't know. Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 6. Listen to what it says. This is the NLT translation. It says, Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me. If you know so much, who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying lines? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstones? He goes on giving Job the business. Now, why does this matter? Because most of us like Job complain about everything with no regards of understanding for God's plans and purposes in our lives. Let me say that one more time. Most of us, <laughs> like Job, complain about everything, I mean everything, with no regards of understanding for God's plans and purposes in our lives. Noah didn't wake up that day with the Lord speaking to him saying, yeah, Lord, you got the right idea. Kill everyone. Kill everyone but my immediate family. Kill my in-laws, my cousins, my brothers and sisters. Kill everyone but me. I'm the only righteous one, Lord. But no, that wasn't the case. We don't hear Noah say it because the author doesn't go into details. But we know that human emotions dictate it. I mean... We see disaster strike in the world, and what happens? We go into action. All of us go into action. It's human nature. It's what we do. He turns to Laramie, Wyoming, in the Albany County Courthouse, where Aaron James McKinney and Russell Arthur Henderson are being charged for the brutal beating. So I can guarantee you that's what happened when Noah, in his time period, heard the Lord say what he said. I guarantee you, Noah probably like most of us would have been in shock 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 but what happened what happened something really important happened something really important took place noah's obedience noah's obedience to god and so because of his obedience we see noah's faith in action now this matters much because in order for God's plan to work, he needed Noah to follow his decrees to the letter. To the letter. This is why it says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness 
that comes by faith. Now, it is the second part of this passage I need you to get. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Noah's faith revealed the rest of the world's unbelief. This is critical. As believers, our faith in what God called us to do condemns those who criticize what God tells us to do. Listen, your faith criticizes what God tells you to do. Your faith, not anything else, your faith in God. Noah was ridiculed. He was looked upon as crazy, mocked, laughed at, and probably even had debates about the great storm coming when there had never even been any rain on the earth. Picture Noah cutting down trees, the labor in that work and moving them from one point to another. <laughs> Talk about Noah building an ark. But Noah's faith moved into action and caused him to be obedient to God's every exact command. Is your faith in action? Are you obedient to God's every command? Write this down. Faith moves. Let me say that again. Faith moves. See, faith involves obedience in the face of the unseen. One more time. Faith involves obedience in the faith of the unseen. Hebrews 11 and 1, and this is the uh, New Century version, it says, I love this, listen to this, it says, faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Even if we don't see it. Let me ask you something. Is your faith real enough that you can stand on what you know God has commanded you or told you or promised you to do or what he's going to do for you, either or, right? <laughs> Is it strong enough that you're going to stand on it even though you can't see what the Lord has told you? Are you going to do that? Listen, when God tells you to move, don't hesitate. You've been hoping for it. Now, move on it. Remember, faith moves. Next, faith doesn't question. Faith doesn't question. Faith conferred upon those events a reality so substantial that Noah did not hesitate to act as though they were already beginning to happen. He was acting like they were already beginning to happen. Matthew 8.13 says, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home. Because you believed, it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Wow, isn't that something? Because he believed. Because he believed, man. He just believed. And because he believed, the servant was healed in that same hour. 
That's powerful faith right there, right? Listen, faith shuts up and just does. It moves God's hands on your belief. Let me say it again. Faith shuts up and just does. You don't question, you don't challenge, you don't wrestle. It moves God's hands. It just moves God's hands. Listen, here's the other point. Faith uses what God supplies. Faith uses what God supplies. Noah used what God had given him to accomplish what God had expected of him. I love that. I love that. Did you get that? Noah used what God had given him to accomplish what God had expected of him. Matthew 25, 22 through 30 says, The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. 23, the master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. 24 says, Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it. I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. 26 says, But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those, this is what 29 says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Verse 30 sums it all up. Now, throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Listen, your faith is faithful when it brings things into fruition, which God supplies. If you're not using what God is giving you, you're not being faithful, which means you are sinning. There's this wonderful illustration that gives a fantastic story about the idea of faith. Listen to this. It says, Television interviewer and journalist Larry King describes three farmers who gather daily in a field during a horrible drought. The men are down on their knees, looking upward and praying the skies will open and pour forth a much needed rain. Unfortunately, the heavens are silent and the petitioners become discouraged. But they continue to meet every morning to lift up their request to God. One morning, an uninvited stranger approaches 
and ask the men what they are doing. They respond, we're praying for rain. The newcomer looks at each of them and shakes his head. No, I don't think so. The first farmer says, of course we're praying. We are down on our knees pleading for rain. Look around, see the drought? We haven't had rain in more than a year. The outsider continued to nod his head and advises them their efforts will never work. The second farmer jumps in and says, we need the rain. We aren't asking just for ourselves, but for our families and our livestock. The man listens, nods, and says he still isn't impressed. You're wasting your time, he says. The third farmer can't take it anymore. And in anger, he says, okay, what would you do if you were in our shoes? The visitor asks, you really wanna know? The three landowners answer, we really want to know. The future of our farmlands is at stake. The guest announces, I would have brought an umbrella. Listen, sometimes, we can have the right idea through what we say, but until we put action behind it, it doesn't really matter. And that's the one thing I want to leave with you guys today. Are you willing to put action behind what God is telling you to do? Are you acting in faith? Is your faith really in action? Because we know it, we hear it, we say it all the time. We love to talk about faith, but faith is an action word. Well, listen, guys, as always, thanks for joining us. We love you all very much. We appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. And as always, when you have a free moment, like and subscribe to Pierre's podcast on Facebook and also Pastor Pierre Mayo on YouTube. Man, we have some great content available for you guys that can keep you encouraged, not only through the day, but throughout the week. And you can check out our website, pierrespodcast.com. You can find out more information about the ministry and yours truly, myself, Pastor Pierre. All right, God bless, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Pierre's Podcast. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye.